All right, guys, big episode here. We have House of the Dragon, Episode 7, Driftmark, with funerals, weddings, Alicent versus Rhaenyra, and an eye for a dragon. Let's go. Here we go, Nordy's Podcast. I'm Eric. I'm here with Ryan and Jim. How's it going, guys? Going well, man. It's going great. How are you? I am awesome. What a great episode of House of the Dragon uh, that we're going to talk about today. But before we do, we need you guys to give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram at Nordeast Podcast. Uh, and also subscribe anywhere that you guys get your favorite podcast from and get the Nordeast Podcast directly to your phone or your device each and every week for free. Simple as that. All right, guys. We are covering Episode 7 of House of the Dragon, Driftmark. A lot of action on Driftmark. Driftmark was absolutely wild. This is mostly politics, and it was um, proof that Game of Thrones can do things that no other show can do. And I think that this was like the ultimate um, test of, is Thrones back? It's a resounding yes. Oh, it's back. Yeah. Early on, remember, I think it was like episode 2, everyone was like, oh, it's so boring. And I think that... People miss the mark a lot in their criticisms of Game of Thrones. This show cooks when everyone is kind of on the knife's edge and trying to jockey for what small inches of position of power they can grasp onto. As the king's dying, you know, years or days are quickly approaching. I know people keep saying this, and I know I brought this up last week, and I know it's not original, but I just think that whoever was the first to say this, I think it had come from HBO, that this is Succession with Dragons is so so right. Mm-hmm. Because every episode of Succession is literally just the kids and any other person who has access to the family just jockeying for position with every conversation, with every public appearance, with every meeting, with every single thing that they can possibly do. And that's why people love Succession. And then this has dragons as well. It's literally nearly the same show. And I mean that as a true compliment to both of them because they're both at the very tip top of the game. I guess uh, Succession just did win uh, Best Drama, right? So yeah, comparing it to HBO's other massive show. So yeah, I, I, I feel it so much in this, and I think, like, uh, great dialogue and good acting and amazing sets uh, can't be replaced by anything. Like, it is the number one most important part of a show. And props to Ryan Condal and Kevin Lau uh, helped write this episode, directed by Miguel Sapochnik. I think they, I don't know what order they shot these shows in, but it feels like they're hitting their stride. Yeah. Like they're hitting they're hitting a rhythm here. You know it was Miguel Sapochnik because much of the episode was so dark you couldn't see what the hell was going <laughs> he couldn't on. see anything. Yeah. <laughs> it was like he's sure. back. All right, so let's get our start on this. They start in Driftmark, a funeral for Lena, who was roasted by her own dragon last week. Um they had this strange um tar- uh, I'm sorry, Valerian type of funeral where her casket was like launched off into the water and you have this awkward moment where it's like um, a cocktail hour or whatever it's called. And everyone is like battling for position, trying to have these sneaky conversations, trying to talk to the right people. And you could just feel the tension as Rhaenyra walked through friends and foes. Um, and at this moment, we saw that Otto Hightower back to being the hand of the king. Yeah. Yeah. 
kind of worked out for Alicent. Uh, maybe not as much for Laris Strong, who torched his entire family, maybe for the job, and, and possibly didn't get it. But once again, we got another creepy conversation between him and Alicent about, well, my, my time for repayment is coming, and the, the I'll do whatever you need, princess. I'm your servant. You gonna you know, he this guy's a creep. Yeah, um, I, I think he. I think he's trying to play puppet master yeah. a little bit, right? He's the behind, he's trying to be the wizard behind the curtain. I don't know if he's got the chops for it, but so far he's made a couple decent plays for himself. We'll see how it, we'll see how it pans out. Yeah, well, he's got yeah he's Lord of Harrenhal now, so I mean at least he's he's got that going for. Him. So I do think that um, the worst part about the show, I mean not the worst, the reason for all the, the drama, it's the reason the show exists. But the thing is, is that. King Viserys is so obsessed with the name of the family and the history of the family and the, you know, power remaining with the people in the family that he's willing to do, turn a blind eye to everything. But what he doesn't realize is all of the problems in the family are directly of his doing. Like, literally every issue is directly because of him. Really? And then he doesn't want to, he doesn't want to talk about any of them. I mean, all drama between Alicent and Rhaenyra is because of him. Yeah. The reason he's married to Alicent, his his daughter's best friend, is because of him. The fact that he's going back and forth between hands and brought back someone that he didn't trust and fired for not trusting and knowing he was playing a political game that was all about himself and his family is on him. The fact of the matter is that he has you know, kids with with Alicent who are going to have a claim to the throne. And he doesn't want to overlook the, you know, every every part of this drama yeah. is his. Even, even Damon, I was going to say that Damon is a wild card for him, but he's never been able to handle Damon at all. He's banned. I mean, how many times did he banish him? And then when he shows up again, he's like, yo, bro, I, I mean, it's cool. Thanks for coming by. Are we, yeah. are we gonna back. Okay? <laughs> he's like the most yeah. forgiving dude of all time. It's not that I don't like him. I mean, he's the reason for the show. And it's like, I know sometimes you watch shows, it's frustrating to see people make stupid choices. But Viserys has been only stupid choices. Like, he hasn't made a good choice yet. He's literally created a civil war in his own family. And he has no ability to to do anything about it other than tell everyone to get along and cut it out and stop it. Yeah, you know? throw, throws tantrums. Well, and Eric, like, as a, as a history teacher slash history buff, like... This was a problem with peacetime kings, right? Yeah. Because there's nothing for them to do. You know what I mean? There's no, yeah. like, there, if there's no, like, grand conquering going on in some other faraway land. You know, they had the little stepstone skirmish at best, but the crown wasn't even really involved. So, like, he's got nothing to do. And he's just, like Eric said, he's kind of blundering his way through it. Yeah, he's just a disaster on the show. And then we talked last week about how the Olive Branch was put out there by Rhaenyra. She said, my son, your daughter, they get married, they rule together. You could have rolled credits right there. If she goes, yeah, that's cool, that would have been the last episode of the show. He would have said there'll be a high tower blood on the throne here forever. You know, like, well, let's do this. Yeah, they could have just cut to the music right then and the whole show would have been over. Peace. But no, that's not why we watch Game of Thrones. And so we get this whole um, thing now where everyone is at Driftmark for this event. Everyone is there making their own. Um, and then you get what I think was one of the best scenes of the entire show. Corliss and his wife, Raina, um, have a like six-minute chat by the fire, um, which would be boring on almost any show or in any movie. It was literally the reason that the Batman was a B-plus and not an A. <laughs> and they knocked this scene out of the park. I thought this was was Thrones at its best. Two people sitting with perfect dialogue and amazing acting and keeping you on the edge of your seat just talking about the politics yeah. of the show. Getting real about their family. 
You know, we know yeah. that these the, that your blood is not going to ever inherit the throne because they're not your kids. And, um, you know, like, we know what Lenor is. And we know, I mean, her telling him, hey, we want you to, you know, you should pass Driftmark onto the, like, the daughter's side. Because at least Damon's kids are of our blood. And they kept it real. Yeah, and then he says... When, when, oh, sorry, real quick. When, when Rhaenys does the, like, kind of eye-rolling... Oh, stop it! The children can't hear. You know what I mean? That was yeah. just like a very like okay. Now I, you know, I'm interested to see where this is going, and it just took off from. And then he says the whole thing where he goes, "Nobody remembers blood; people remember name." And you were like, "You see that these people's grasp on power is so like, yeah, it's just they're they're desperately clinging to anything they can. They're so it's fleeting, yeah, to mm-hmm. the throne that they know that this is their shot for their family and they're." willing to do anything for it. And so I thought that this was um, some of the finest work of the whole season so far. Well, and I, it was cool because Corliss, Corliss um, you know, when she's like, oh, stop the act, you know, or whatever, it made you wonder, like, who is he? Is he trying to convince himself or was he trying to convince her? They that probably that's have why never said it, it out loud. Well, yeah. it's also, you just realize, like, how quickly it was bullshit. Yeah. Right? It was just it was just him trying to cling to as much power as possible. Dude, they do such a good job. as an impetus. The dialogue is so good, like you guys said, and the direction is so good. Um, I don't even know. I've never seen either of these actors in anything, and they just crush. <laughs> crush. <laughs> They're so good. So I thought that was amazing. And then after that, we get Rhaenyra and Damon rekindling um, their weird uh, ancestral relationship in a long walk on the beach talking about where they've been. She says, you left me. Um, They talk about their relationships and if they love the people that they were with or are with. uh, And she says, you know what? I don't care anymore. I want you. I want to get married to you. And again, um, again, a very open, candid, honest conversation about what happened. She's like, you know, we tried to make it work, you know, her and um, Lanor. Laura, Lenor, you know, uh, the few times that we laid together, it just didn't happen. So, you know, I had to do what I had to do. So they end up uh, hooking up under uh, a random boat. Yeah, like a it was like a it was like a tender, loving scene between an uncle and his niece. It was just a beautiful thing, yeah. and <laughs> only Thrones can deliver that. Uh, yeah, I, I said that Thrones is the, is so crazy because it's the only thing in the whole world that has me cheering on incest. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, you go get what you need, girl. Like you, <laughs> you deserve him. You know, and it's like I like both of these characters. It's so disgusting and wrong. And for whatever reason, on Thrones, they have you on that side, at least. Right. Um, then you have this weird scene where Aemon, the the middle child of Allison, who doesn't have a dragon yet, and was being teased about not having a dragon. He does goes, have a dragon. It's just uh, it goes by the name of Wilbur and has uh, paper wings. There we go. It's a pig. So he goes running around, runs up to what was the dragon's name? Vagar. Vagar, the largest dragon that anybody has in the realm at point that we know of. I'd hope so. Jesus, things a mountain. He walks up to him, speaks to him in Valyrian, and uh, eventually gets on the dragon and rides it around. There, we're supposed to just, just carjacks it. But it's his dragon now. Yeah, I mean, I think that like you, who if the dragon bonds with him, he's the next rider, and he took, he snuck out and jumped the gun on her own kids. Yeah, you know, like well, dick move for sure. But I can't hate on it. It was a great move, and the whole scene was just. So good. I mean, how cool did this dragon look flying and the kids hanging? I mean, it was Harry Potter 1 a little bit, 
or like, you know, <laughs> but like, it was cool. It looked amazing. Yeah, I know. It, it looked really cool. It was fun. It was like, uh, I don't know. You're right. Harry Potter ones are great. Well, thing. yeah, it was like it was a combination like, of Harry Potter and like how to train your dragon. It was like, like the when, first yeah, time was, you like, got to ride out of the car, yeah. Weasley's vehicle in the second movie. Oh, I thought you were talking about like the bird scene when they, when he flew on the big, you know, huffle up. There you bird. go. I mean, it's Whatever. everything. It's multiple. Yeah. Yeah. So that was cool. They all. Yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> yeah, the Sesame Street <laughs> character. That's my, that's my fault. Nobody is watching the kids, and just literally all of the kids are out of bed in the middle of the night as this kid is randomly riding a dragon. Um, Sir Kristen also, is. Yeah, also, how did nobody notice that the largest dragon that anybody has that's like just a stone's throw away from the castle just took off and had somebody yeah, on it? Did. Nobody saw that? Yeah, a couple people saw it, yeah. Well, but Kristen was for sure hooking up with the queen because he's an absolute scumbag yep. and we hate him on the show. Um, so he's nowhere to be found. No one's watching any of the kids and they all meet up. And at this point, I kind of thought like, man, Amond is going to be a hero of this show. That's what I was thinking. I was like, this kid's going to be a hero. He's the middle child. They've all been picking on him. He's not his asshole brother. He's going to want to like ride dragons and be a hero. And I thought this was a great intro to one of the heroes of the story. Nope. He's sucked. <laughs> yeah. He's terrible. He literally starts throwing out insults, punches a girl, a little girl in the face, tries to murder multiple kids, kicking everyone's ass, bragging about stealing a dragon. Yeah. Choking people, going absolutely ape shit as a complete Running asshole. out a lot telling, of frustration. Telling small kids that they're bastards. And when he's about to murder someone, uh, the oldest son, the future king, cuts his eye out. Luke or Jace? I, thought I don't it was know the... which is which, but... I thought it was Luke that did it, but yeah. it doesn't matter. The knife had been passed around like three or four times. It was kind of hard to keep track. This was crazy. Cuts his eye out. The kid's down. Then here comes everybody. And we get like, um, I don't even know, like a massive family drama scene in like the Great oh, Hall. Dude, this was Knives Out. You know what I mean? Like yeah. everybody came back right. to everybody, say their piece. Everybody's out of bed. Like everyone's out of bed. Even like the peep, like the 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 help of the of the castle. Oh, I'd be there watching, like, dude. Watching. I'd be I'd be with my popcorn in the back corner, kind of like Damon everyone was. I love how Damon was just like sitting back against the doorway, like, "Wow, I didn't cause this." this dude, time. arms arms crossed, just yucking it just up to himself. Like, having, this is great. Yeah. I love Damon because Damon is just an agent of chaos and he just, some men just want to watch the world burn. Damon. Yeah. He just wants to watch the world burn. He just is there to watch chaos. He will light little fires all over the place and then he'll just enjoy what happens as things fall apart. And so I do appreciate him. But in this, um, the kids are all screaming. One kid's eyes gone. Uh, in comes Allison. She's livid. She wants revenge. This is the first time that Allison um, really took a wrong step, I think. And it was very obvious. Obviously, they wanted you to realize that she's out of control at this point. Yeah. Um, she's vengeful. She, You get this amazing scene where Rhaenyra comes in, says the kids have been called bastards. And then Viserys starts questioning the kids right. individually. Dude, this I, was this was Viserys at a ninety nine, and it was incredible. I think that this was the best scene of the show so far, as he was questioning the kids. Allison in the background, so scared he's they're gonna say her name. Yep. As the the crime the crime for treason is death. I'm like, someone is going down right now. Uh, Allison's freaking out. The kids are blaming each other. They're want to be heir to the throne. A- Aegon says, I'm sorry, Dad, but everybody knows. Right. 
look look at them <laughs> and then that was just the devastating scene i was I mean, like he said the gonna, exact right thing i was like they're gonna have to kill but well, he was like half drunk too like you yeah, know like he he's just drunk. like woke up yeah <laughs> he, he was exhausted from an entire day of searching for the largest perch to jerk off yeah from. yeah <laughs> <laughs> Dude, the the cliffs of uh, Driftwood are high. You know, it's yeah. kind of hard to get all the way up there. So this huge fight happens. Um, lots of insults are thrown, and they the king says, "We're not. You know, this is over." And Allison says, "Hell no! My kid's eye was cut out. I want to cut their kid's eye out." This was a crazy move. Dude, yeah, a literal this... a literal eye for an eye. I've right. never seen that in a show. And before. they don't even have the Bible to reference. It's insane. She came up with that on her own. Not the Bible. Mm. Wasn't in there. Hammurabi. Oh, Hammurabi. Oh, okay. There you go. Here's your history lesson. For oh, the day. God. We're so, so happy to have you. Straight out of Hammurabi's code, she calls eye for an eye and is like, Sir Kristen, guy who slept with the heir to the throne and has no family ties to anybody here and should have been either put to death or banished, but is now my personal Bitch. like helper boy, <laughs> cut one of her kid's eye out. And he's like, okay. He's like, uh, I, what my queen demands. <laughs> the queen battles the king here and says, hell no, I'm doing this myself. I'm having the eye cut out. This scene was 10 out of 10. Well, and then Sir Harold has to stop him from doing it. And the king is yelling at everybody to stop and nobody's listening. Mm-hmm. Alicent out of nowhere rips the famous dagger of Game of Thrones from the king's belt that he carries so closely with him and goes after the kids. Rhaenyra steps in the way, grabbing her wrist. This moment was so fucking great. She's like, finally, everyone sees you for what you are. Mm -hmm. Dude, talk about being dressed down. This is incredible. And then she absolutely butchers Rhaenyra's arm with the knife. Just gouges her. Rhaenyra, uh, this is the worst part of the show. Rhaenyra acted um, like no other human would as she's badly bleeding from her wrist of just shock standing still, not even tending to her wound. And then as the heir to the throne is bleeding badly from her arm, everyone just stands there. No one goes to her aid at all, which I thought bizarre. Hmm. Yeah, it was a little weird. I guess nobody really knew how bad it was. Which yeah, maybe it go check rough. it out. She got yeah, yeah, but Eric, super superficial cuts bleed a lot, but it doesn't mean that she's on the verge of death. I don't think that's that big of a deal. Oh man, I was like, that was rough. She's well, that's because you got a weak stomach. That's the only reason you thought it was yeah, that bad. So the blood that drops didn't like that. She she didn't even flinch when she was getting stitches. Um, then Eamon comes up and says, "Mom, don't worry about it. It was worth it. Fair I play." I stole the dragon. He goes, I may and have lost everyone, an eye, but I gained a dragon. And we're all like, oh, yeah, no, he's good. And then and then, literally, how in the world were the Valerians just like, yeah, that's fine. You're staying at our house, kid who's not the king, who's just a kid. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Just take our dragon. Just steal one of our prized possessions. You know, that's I think fine. that they could have done a little better job, like, explaining that. That, like, well, the dragon is bonded now. And, you know, we, we messed up. We should have really, like, taken that time. We didn't think this was going to happen. We thought we had time well, maybe they will on the dragon. And now maybe it's they will. late or something. Maybe they will next episode. They'll, yeah. they'll they'll dig into that a little bit more because I think Maybe. you're right. That's that's an open, uh, that's an unexplained kind of miss if they don't explain like why they can't be like, well, just kill him and go take it, go yeah. take it, you know, little little child of ours, you know. Um, yeah. So I thought that was a little wild. Um, they have a dragon now, a huge coup for uh, the high tower. Um, the greens, I guess. I, the terror. We're now calling the greens and the blacks. 
that's like what what we're gonna start doing i think all right well the greens huge coup they steal the biggest dragon in the realm they're short on dragons as it is and they just took one of the of the biggest and baddest so huge this win. was a huge move for aemon um who went from nothing to a power player in this game in the matter of an hour on tv yeah that was amazing. um Rhaenyra decides, you know what, that's it. I've had enough. I want to marry you, Damon. Uh, has this long conversation with Lanor, her husband, um, where she's just like, you suck at being a husband. You're not there for us. Uh, you weren't even there for this crazy scene. You're the only person who wasn't there. And he says, you know what, I want to do better. I want to be a better father. I want to be there for you. I want to have kids with you. I want to take care of our kids. I don't. I haven't loved them enough. And kind of like wants back in the fold. Mm-hmm. And Rhaenyra's like, ah, oh, this is awkward. I did want that, but now I just slept with Damon last night. Yeah, but even after that conversation is when she she goes to Damon and they make this plot. Yeah, Which they make this plot. Like, that I mean, it's a very like... cruel plot, but it's also like the timing of it makes it even worse. And you're like, dude, who the fuck can I root for in this show? Well, I think... Um... Lenor's pitch to Rhaenyra was a little like Sir Criston's pitch to young Rhaenyra, right? Just didn't didn't like vote. It wasn't gonna work, and it's it's a little too late. You know yeah. what I mean? Like that's that's just it's it's not happening. You know? And great great speech. I I totally believed him, but yeah. he is what he is, and she said that. Yeah. So Damon finds his lover and tells him, hey, there's a place you can go. It doesn't matter what your name is as long as you're rich. You're going to be rewarded, but we need you to very publicly kill Lane. his name Carl? Carl, I, I think. Yeah. This is all confusing, so I'm glad we're talking about it. Because I was like, that's their plan, is to go to the person that's most loyal to him to do this? Um, yeah. A little confusing. They're going to pay him off. They're going to pay him off, and then... They fight, and then you don't see what happens as the family runs into the room. There's a body so badly burned into the fire who we're meant to believe is Lanor until the very end of the episode when we see Carl and Lanor, you know, rowing away in a boat. He shaved all of his hair off, and they're leaving together. So I did see on an account, um, like a big account, that um, I think in the books he is killed. Okay. And in the show... Um, this is a plan with um, him, Rhaenyra, and Damon. Yeah, I kind of wondered if they were just all in on it. Um, I believe that there's, you're, that we're supposed to know that they're all in on this plan. I thought maybe Carl had backstabbed them, and then later he was going to show up and be like, I actually am alive. Yeah. But I do think that, that this is a plan with Rhaenyra and Damon and and Lenor and everybody. I would prefer that, because I don't want to think that, that Rhaenyra, who I guess is... I don't know, the supposed to be the protagonist, if there is one, would be capable of killing her husband like her like Damon just did, you know? Damon just killed his wife, yeah. but we still root for him somehow. But I don't I I really don't. Uh but Rhaenyra to do that, you know, that that kind of fucked. Yeah. So, so we're this, it was it was in yeah. some random account. It was like a it was like um like a Game of Thrones expert account. Right. And so I mean, and so whose body was it? Does it even matter? Was it like um No, and there's no forensics. I think I think the I think you guys are right because think about the way Rhaenyra phrased it when they're like, well, in order for her and Damon to get married, she just said, well, Lanor would have to be dead. Mm-hmm. It does, she didn't say we'd have to kill him. Right. He'd right. He would dead. just have to be dead. So I think that was very intentionally well written mm-hmm. so that it would be like we can give the appearance that he's dead yeah. and it'll have the same effect. And so that was maybe you know they always have prisoners and shit. That's probably like a like they killed a prisoner and, and dressed him up and threw him in there threw him in the fire. Yeah, and remember, Damon didn't say go kill him. 
he said, I'm going to need you to do something and make it very public right. witnesses. or something. Yeah. And so it wasn't necessarily that he had to kill him. You were just kind of led to believe that this whole time, but they were definitely in on it together. That will be a fun thing to show up. in. Yeah. Right. When he's, he's back. Then, then at the very end, we got a traditional Targaryen disgusting wedding ceremony between uncle Damon and niece Rhaenyra where they like drank each other's blood and shit. It was, it was pretty horrible. Yeah. I'm surprised you and Laura didn't do the lip cutting yeah. in Hawaii, you know? Yeah. When you... yeah that was kind of, I mean, it looked cool. Did that. But anyways, great episode. I think that this was the best episode yet mm-hmm. by far. I, I think this was the best game of Thrones episode since like, I mean, I know people complained about it. I loved the battle for Winterfell. The one with the, with the, the white. Didn't love it. Yeah. That's, it's probably my favorite episode since that happened. Okay. Yeah, that's amazing. And my second favorite episode was last week's. So I think we're on a great track here. Um, interestingly enough, we're now done with all the kid actors again. And next week, it's going to be another 10 years or eight years or some amount of time. And the kids are like teenagers, uh, you know, young adults. And then no more recasting. That's the last time jump. We're good. Are we we're getting gone. Are we getting the meme? Is is Gollum going to be playing King Viserys? In, <laughs> is Andy Serkis going to do some... <laughs> they're not going to kill him off in the interim. Because when he dies, they can. we're going they to can. be able to yeah. see right away what everybody does. So, like, he's yes. going to still be alive, this old motherfucker. It's... it's we need the, like, when, uh, oh my god, when uh, the Baratheon King, god, it's been so long since I watched season one, when he died. Robert. Yeah, Robert, yeah. yes. When he died, and, like, all of the maneuvering that had to happen, you know, and Ned's plot line and all that stuff, like, and it all kind of, like, immediately came to effect, you know, and with dire consequences. So let's be serious. There's only two options now for when he died, okay? The only two options are at the end of the next episode, episode eight. Yep. Or during episode nine, which will be the big episode of the Yeah. Because every Thrones episode nine is the most electric moment of the year. Right. The penultimate episode. The penultimate that, episode. Uh, yeah. Because then 10, they got to level things out, show the aftermath of the craziness. The aftermath and then set up the next, you know, 11 months of your life waiting. For yeah. Got to tee up the season, next season two and the speculation for sure. Oh, yeah, so they they build the camp. whole like fucking <laughs> wait. They build the whole wait in already, but before that, they have to give us episode nine, which I would assume is going to be the, this violent aftermath of the death. Would be my guess, mm. and so I would guess that there's going to be people who die that are going to shock you. I would guess that there, you know, heirs possibly getting killed, things like that. Yeah, it could be wild. Um, I think they're going to try to go for four or five seasons, so. You know, they're not going to start and finish the whole Civil War this season, but the way things are moving, they're moving so fast. I mean, in this episode, we had the funeral, and then we had a death, and then we had another wedding, all in one episode. Like, they're they're moving fast. Oh, this show is cooking so much faster than the original Thrones yeah. is, so I don't know. We're all in. It's been amazing. We're at the very end here. We got three more episodes of what has been uh, a show that's exceeded our high expectation. And I have to say, not that you guys weren't really excited, especially in the months leading up to this show, you guys were very excited. Yeah. But like when this show was announced, you guys were very not excited, especially Ryan. Ryan was like, I'm not even... We had an episode where Ryan said, I'm not even excited. <laughs> he, he goes, I'm not going to watch it. 
No, he was so I didn't say that. I know, I know, I know. But, no, but, but he, to, you be, were hurting. to be fair, you were hurting. the reason the reason I was not excited is because we had gone through like four or five different iterations of it's going to be this show, it's going to yep. be that show, it's going to be all these things, and then they're like, oh, we're going to do Targaryens. And they we're made like, a whole Naomi just, Watts show that they never even showed us. Yeah, and we were like, we just, well, wait, hold on, we just did the Targaryens. What are we doing that again for? Yep. You know, I, th- I was, and I didn't know anything about, you know, that it was going to be Fire and Blood, so I just wasn't. I wasn't as excited, and I think it was more like we need a little more information. That's all. All right, guys, who won this week? Eamon. Eamon. Dude, he Eamon just got the biggest mass. weapon of mass destruction. He's a one-man army now. He's unbelievable. That thing, that Vagar is the biggest dragon we've ever seen on the show. Um, it's like a mini Balerion. It's so big. Dude, he's in good shape. Um, I thought Otto, obviously, going from no power back up to one of the most powerful people in the entire realm, again, had a massive episode besides Aemon. And I think Damon, who's had a lot of good episodes, is now married to the, the uh, you know, he's now in line to be the king, or at least the king regent. King, uh, him king consort, right? Is that what they call it? I thought it was. No, re- king consort. A regent right. would be like if um, the king or the queen was too young, and so you were still okay. sort of like helping them out until... Um, you know, it was time. All right. Uh, so Eamon, though, wins the show. He went from a nothing character into one of the biggest in the show. He has the biggest dragon now. And uh, the Blacks versus the Greens uh, really got roaring here uh, with some actually blood spilled. Yep. The um, first blood was fans. spilled. And, you know, they actually, in that scene that we kind of described in, in detail, good job with that, Eric. They zoomed out towards the end there, and you could actually see the battle lines drawn. And yep. I was like, oh. oh, fuck, dude, this is it. There's no coming back from from that for Alicent and Rhaenyra. Um, they are just mortal enemies now, and so are their children. Yeah, no, it's it's to the death now. So I can't wait for it. Um, we will be back with two more episodes uh, of the Nordies podcast. So check out our sportscast where we break down uh, the Vikings' trip to London and our screencast with all kinds of shows, all kinds of things that you need to be watching, especially Andor. Um, and Rings of Power. We're doing our rewatch on Dunkirk, so lots of things to talk about. So until then, thanks for listening to your good friends here at the podcast.